What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to Embodied Wellness Radio. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, I talked about heavy metals, what they are, how they get into your body, how to rid them of your body, and much more. Now, today's episode is going to be a perfect segue from that topic as I'm going to be going over a basically culmination of evidence and reviewing uh, a project that I've been working on for six months. And that's to see whether or not heavy metals are an issue in the powdered supplement industry, more specifically in collagen, uh, whey protein and plant based proteins. So to give you a little bit of a background report on like how this entire project came to be, this whole report on proteins was really motivated by Dr. Christian Gonzalez, who first turned me on to the clean label investigation report, which had the goal of reducing contamination across all consumer products and to educate the public so that we can make better informed choices. And that's something that here at Embodied Wellness Co. we can definitely get behind. They did this by using measured data, assumingly from contracted and independent laboratories to test for contaminants, revealing the content of, of USA's top 130 products on Amazon. But what about Canadian products? The top 130 US products is all fine and dandy, but only some of those cross the border up into up north here. And um, so what about us? Are we not important? I think not. And that is what the culmination of the past six months of evidence and emails and many phone calls that I've done is gone into collecting the data in order to bring you the answers today uh, of whether or not heavy metals are an issue or not in powdered supplements. The next step would be, what about the clean label project? I'm sure that's a, the first question that comes to your mind. If this has already been done on US products, what were the results from that? Well, the reason I haven't really gone into the, the clean label project is because um, if you know, I've, I've worked as a health coach for many years. Sarah's incredible. She's here with me. She's busy right now doing client programs over there, but we worked hard to bring you the best information and learn as much as we can to bring our clients um, the best value as possible. And this whole time I've been working in this industry, I've also had a toe and maybe even a whole leg dipped into the uh, supplement industry as well, as I think it's very important. I use supplements and many of my clients do as well. And over that time, I've got to see the insides of the industry. And it's the wild, wild west out there, let me tell you. Um, there's a lack of regulation. And not that I'm calling for more regulation, because quite frankly, I, I think we need to make sure the government keeps their greedy little hands off as many things as we can. However, um, ensuring the safety of the people that are taking the products is, is very important. And like I said, it's the wild, wild west out there. So you're not really sure what you're getting all the time. Uh, our interviewer next week is going to go into this a little bit more with us, but uh, we will get to that eventually. What I'm getting at is that my firsthand experience in the industry, working with many companies, uh, speaking with the owners, formulators, it's led to quite a few trust issues for me. Um, because of the lack of regulation, it, it lets companies do a lot of things that uh, might not be the most morally um, perfect things as, as far as creating products that people would be consuming. I've always th thought from a standpoint that I align with companies where if the owner's creating a product that they feel that is safe enough for their kids to have, that's likely going to be a product I'm going to like. Um, but a lot of the case, a lot of the times that's not the case. And people are creating products to create a massive profit off of not to help biohack communities of people that want to live their best and healthiest lives. So here are my issues with the clean label investigation, which Lori Bestervelt, who is a PhD and the vice president of the NSF organization also shares. 
And as a side note, if you haven't heard of the NSF, it's one of the most respected independent certification organizations on the market. And you can look for the blue NSF stamp and the labels that go on a lot of products just, and that shows that there's regular testing and inspections for, for label, label claims on those products. But the number one reason I don't trust the clean label investigation report is because they don't share their testing methodologies. And now if you don't share your testing methods, then how can you come to the results you did? Like, why can't you tell us that? And if someone tries to replicate a said study to confirm or deny the findings, there's no possible way in doing that. In her article, Lori Bestervelt, the PhD says, rather than sharing the data openly and putting the results in context, they created a rating system that obscures the fact that they're reporting detectable and measurable levels of heavy metals, not that they may be present or creating a present health risk. The mere presence of a detectable contaminant in a product does not mean that the product is unsafe. It's misleading to rate products based on a detectable level and imply the ratings speak to the product's safety. And just to interject here real quick, the reason I'm bringing up the clean label investigation and getting this whole investigation out of the way is because this is the one that comes up in so many media and news articles um, claiming that protein powders, whatever powders may be unsafe. So that's why I'm referencing this one right off the bat and trying to get into some of the gritty details. The second thing, in a true scientific research project, it, the most essential step is submitting it for a peer review. That's like me expecting you to treat this podcast like it is the most profound piece of evidence that you uh, ever refer to as far as uh, evidence for or against certain uh, supplements or products. It's just not the case because this will never be peer reviewed. I'm just looking at anecdotal evidence that uh, really anybody could get at a certain time. Because remember, heavy metals and the batches they're done all the time and there's frequent testing. So what I tell you right now might not be the case five years from now, but how, however, right now, this is the evidence I can bring. Number three reason that I don't love the uh, investigation report is no raw data. It's all blinded. As I'd mentioned before, they shared the information in mostly infographics and didn't actually present any raw data. So any claims that they're actually making can be confusing because they don't like actually specifically say what company or what products are an issue. So as a precaution and to respect to other companies, I'm not going to be sharing the exact reports I was given as some of these companies did entrust me to, to um, take information that had laboratory names and, and some things that were uh, proprietary to the company. However, I'm not going to hide the product or company that will be sending me or not sending me information like that or telling you whether or not they pass, I feel like that, that, that should be public information and shouldn't be hidden. So I'm not going to be giving you completely blind data. Number four is that they had a really random subjective rating system where they took these products and they rated them uh, between one and five and didn't really give any context whatsoever as to how they got a rating of that. And in this, um, uh, whole project, I'm not going to be rating any of these products. That's not the point because we're really more so looking into heavy metals and transparency. Um, there's so many more things that we could look at in these products, like the other ingredients used that if I wanted to create a rating system, I, I certainly could, but that's not really the goal of today. Because of the subjectiveness, I, I think that it leaves the company wide open for conflict of interest where anybody could really just pay them to create bogus research to, to sink a competitive market, a competitive brand, uh, maybe boost other brands ratings due to financial incentive, um, maybe favors in the industry or even just personal bias. Um, this does happen a lot in the industry where um, certain studies, quote unquote, will come out to slander, perhaps even maybe meat, for example, or a keto diet that are completely funded by um, associations that are 
in, in the plant-based movement, for example, this happens all the time. So backing up your data is extremely important. Either way, a big topic in today's discussion is going to be whether or not a brand is transparent or not. And if this study isn't transparent, I think we can go ahead and just wipe it right off the table. I don't believe the clean label project, the clean label investigation report is anything for us to take um, any sort of data from. So let's move on and get into some of the information. So first things first is when we're starting to look at this, and from my point of view, when I'm starting to look at this is that heavy metals are not proprietary. Um, the lab, maybe the blends, the formulas, uh, certain packaging from the company, many things that might be in a certificate of analysis are proprietary to a company. However, heavy metals are not. Heavy metals are natural. They come from our earth. And especially in most of the products that we're eating, we, there already are heavy metals in our environment. You would have known that from the last episode. But just as a, a reminder, even in low doses, heavy metals can have detrimental effects uh, to the human body and especially to our brain. So even though they are naturally occurring, um, we do still have to pay attention to how much we are getting in our diet. But to make sure that you do have a takeaway, even though I'm not going to be giving these a uh, subjective five-star rating, here are some of the things that I look for in a protein uh, when I'm picking it up off the shelf or, or looking online. Here are some of the things that I look for when I am buying a protein. Uh, starting off with a plant-based protein, uh, the first thing I look for is a short label. The shorter, the better. No artificial sweeteners, colors, flavors, gums, etc. The second thing is, well, in no particular order, but number two on this list here is organic. Uh, ideally, I'm looking for fermented and sprouted. That's the most ideal. Uh, obviously, low levels of heavy metal. There's really no way to look at a label and actually tell whether or not it has heavy, heavy metals or not, other than the fact that it may have a California Prop 65 stamp on the back, which will claim that uh, this product uh, may cause birth de defects, blah, blah, blah. Um, it doesn't mean it's extraordinarily high. It just means it doesn't pass the highly stringent um, numbers, which are the California Prop 65 Act, which we will talk about later because the numbers are a little questionable. The next one would be good ingredients and blends of proteins, such as rice and pea protein, to completely maximize the amino acid profile. A lot of the times in plant-based proteins, the, the biggest drawback in them is that they're lacking certain amino acids that are going to be helping with um, muscle protein synthesis. And a lot of the times people are taking this maybe post-workout or throughout the day, for, specifically for the fact that we're trying to maintain uh, our body's uh, muscle protein, which is the hugely metabolic driver of our body. And oftentimes it's lacking the amino acids uh, in comparison to meat or a whey protein um, that would allow us to trigger protein synthesis, uh, mainly the amino acid leucine. So looking for a blend, uh, something that's oftentimes combined with uh, rice and pea is a great way to maximize the amino acid uh, ratio and profile so that we can get the best results from it. Next thing I'm looking for is uh, some sort of a, like a, a protein that is certified by a quality independent third-party testing center, such as the NSF International, USP, if you're in the United States, or perhaps informed sport or informed choice. Um, I was actually lucky enough to fly down and visit the informed choice informed sport testing facility uh, down in Kentucky. You've probably seen those check marks on products before. They're like green check marks, and they've they've changed it up recently. But there's and there's new now two different types. But um, they're run by the LGC company, which um, they're an independent drug surveillance lab that provides doping control and banned substance testing for supplements and. Uh, Interestingly enough, they actually, when I was there, I learned that they actually started um, by drug testing horses uh, for the Kentucky Derby, given the fact they're in Kentucky. Um, 
So just a little fun fact on that. Informed Choice only does check for banned substances uh, rather than NSF is gonna be looking at a lot more quality control. But if you wanna look those up on your own, I'm going to include uh, links to a lot of these resources that you can find on our podcast notes for this podcast at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash protein reports. Now, while animal proteins do take up about 70% of the market, um, plant-based proteins have been blowing up in recent years. Um, And plant-based proteins have been really at the forefront of the discussion of whether or not heavy metals are an issue or not. You may have heard uh, articles that have come out in the past about Vega, for example, having extremely high amounts of lead in their products. Um, It's pretty hard to tell without seeing the actual evidence, and that's really the point of this. And I'm not debating whether or not Uh, a plant-based or an animal-based diet is better for the environment, your health, um, whatever. That's not the point of this podcast. That can be a whole topic on its own. I just want to give you some actionable items to take away with you so you can take as much away from this podcast as possible. So of the 130 brands that the Clean Label Project spoke to, 53 of them had elevated levels of heavy metals in the reports, including the USDA-certified organic plant-based vegan proteins that had two times the levels of the animal-based protein. But again, they didn't release the numbers. What is two times? Two times what? Is it two times to the amount that is going to be uh, detrimental for the body? Is it going to cause health effects? They didn't release that, right? So how are we supposed to know? And just a note on the USDA thing, USDA certified just means it's certified organic based on whatever their their precautions for, for organic are. That doesn't mean anything about the heavy metals. Remember, the main point of contamination for heavy metals comes from the soil. So next would be animal-based proteins. What do I look for in animal-based protein? I'm going to dive into this a lot more with uh, next week's guest, but the first thing I look for is, again, much like the plant-based ones, I look for a short label. The shorter, the better. Uh, Minimal artificial sweeteners, colors, flavors, gums, etc. Number two would be hormone-free, organic, and grass-fed are awesome. There's only a few companies that I know are actually like starting to really dive into that, but I think more companies in the industry are going to follow suit soon. Number three would be low levels of heavy metals. Obviously, no California Prop 65 warning, all of the above. Um, Number five would be a high quality source of protein. That kind of stems into number two as well. But uh, if, for example, it's a whey protein, I'd be looking for more so an isolate, something that is going to be a higher percentage of protein, and they're going to leave out some of the crap. And number six, uh, looking for a brand that is going to be certified through an independent third-party testing. Lastly, number seven, and this is going to be the topic of next week's podcast, is no evidence of amino spiking. We will get there. I will tell you more about what that is, but that is a tricky little way that some companies are using to scam you out of your hard-earned money. Next, collagen. So collagen is one of the most abundant proteins in the body and is essentially the, like the structure or the glue for all of our connective tissues like our tendons, our cartilage, and it plays an important role in our bones, hair, skin, and nails, even our joints, and uh, one of the most important ones is in our gut. Collagen is extremely important in our body, and our North American diet, which is, is very uh, muscle meat focused, is very short on collagen protein. Collagen protein really includes two main amino acids, which are proline and glycine, which our body can produce. However, as we age, this process does slow down. So we start to show more wrinkles, brittle hair, our our nails start to chip a bit easier, joint pain, and many other things. And there's different types of collagen, and each one does play a different role in the body. What I look for in a a label is similar to the other ones, uh, a short and concise label, 
I look for collagen that comes from uh, grass-fed, pasture-raised animals, or if I'm buying a marine-based one, I'm looking for one that's coming from wild-caught fish uh, with sourcing certifications. Next would be obviously the third-party testing, um, finding a brand that's transparent and about their processes and their sourcing kind of goes back into the second point, but it is really important. The sourcing of collagen proteins is, I'm not going to say it's more important than, than plant-based and, and whey, but uh, the sourcing of it does get a little more tricky when you're starting to get into the collagen. And the last one would be, would be that I looked for a hydrolyzed collagen or collagen peptides, and I avoid collagen gummies. Now, the gummies are, are normally sugar-based and have other filler ingredients, so stick to the hydrolyzed collagen or the collagen peptides if possible. The next one would be, um, what about vegan collagen? Uh, there, there is no collagen in plant-based products. However, there are products that include ingredients that can help naturally boost your collagen uh, production within the body. And this leads us to part two, which is the juicy part, which is the analysis of all the data right here. If you're listening, you can hear all my papers flapping because I've got pages and pages of uh, papers in front of me that I'm using as notes and um, some of the COAs that some companies have, have sent me as well. So number one, what I'm looking for here is is really transparency is key. And as a consumer, um, if I email your company, if I message your company, if I call your company, I'm really hoping that you're going to be able to provide me with the information that I look for, given the fact that I'm putting this product in my body, right? So if I'm inquiring about a certificate analysis from a company, I find it strange how many companies are not willing to give this information. Now, what I'm asking companies for uh, in the case of this little research project is their certificate of analysis. And every time a, a product is made, there has to be a certificate of analysis done. And that it means even for the batches, they're frequently, frequently turned over by companies that are selling a lot. On a, so on the certificate of analysis, you'll find everything from heavy metals testing, microbial testing, amino anal acid analysis, and many, many more things. Um, there are a lot of things in there that a company don't want to show, such as the labs they're using, things that could give uh, other people a competitive advantage in the market, other brands that is. Um, however, a lot of that information I feel like can be displayed frequently on a website as per batches. It doesn't need to be uh, removed because there's a little bit of information in there that companies might not want to be putting out. So first of all, let's get to the companies that just straight up didn't respond to me. And I'm not saying they responded, but then denied to send. I'm just saying they just flat out never responded. And keep in mind, I reached out to all of these companies. I reached out to over 100 companies for this uh, between one and six times um, on Instagram, via email, multiple times, uh, some company I even phoned. So let's get to the list. First of all, Arbonne, um, I phoned the company. They said they get back. No response. Uh, it doesn't matter. I would never put this company in a list of recommended products anyway. Uh, a lot of it is just not high quality at a very inflated price. Allmax, Amazing Grass, ANS Performance, uh, Athletic Alliance, Beyond Raw, uh, Beyond Yourself, Botanica, um, BPI Sports, BioSteel, BioX, BSN, Canprev, uh, Cellucor, Dimatize, Gat Sport, Ghost, Herbalife. Uh, Iron Kingdom, Isogenics, Gym Supplement Science, Kaha, uh, Muscle Farm, Mutant, uh, Natural Factors, Natural Force, uh, Nature's Best by Isopure, uh, North Coast Naturals, Now, Nutribolics, Nutricell, Nutiva, Nugest, Orgain, Perfect Sports, PES Science, PhD Nutrition, 
Prairie Naturals, Protein Co., Primal Kitchen, Pro Supps, Plant Vital, Quest, Rep Lifestyle, Rule One, Redcon One, Revived Naturals, Revived Supps, Rivalus, Six Star, Shakely, uh, Shinosa, I think it's pronounced, Usana, The Gava, Yummy Sports, and Zint. It's a lot of companies. That was a mouthful. Again, if you want to go and actually look at any of this stuff yourself, head on over to embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash protein reports. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these companies might reach out to me after this is already out. Given the fact that many companies have been going through, you know, uh, shutdowns and maybe firing employees or, or, or minimizing staff due to the fact that the market's changed a lot over the past year and a half, given the whole uh, pandemic issue. Um, I do, to a certain degree, understand if uh, responses take less time, but I did reach out to a lot of these companies months ago and then did it again months later. So I'm not totally sure, but if they do respond, I will update this on the site. So here are the companies that did respond, but denied to send a certificate of analysis. Keeping in mind, I only asked for the heavy metals analysis and none of the proprietary information. In fact, I even said that any of the proprietary information could be blacked out. I don't need that. All I want are the numbers. Advocare, Amway, Beachbody, Bulletproof, Body Fortress, Bubs Naturals, Ergogenics, EHP Labs, Four Sigmatic, Garden of Life, GNC, HD Muscle, Iron Vegan, Lean Fit, Smart Solutions by Lorna Vanderheg. I hope that's how you say her name. Manitoba Harvest, uh, Mammoth, My Protein, Optimum Nutrition, Precision Supplements, Progressive, Plant Fusion, PVL, Sport Research, Sun Warrior, Terrace Way, and Vega. That's again a lot of companies. So let's get to the companies that did respond and were accommodating with sending their certificate of analysis. Alani New, Ancient Nutrition, this is Dr. Axe's company. Ascent, Ascent? Ascent. <laughs> ATP Labs, Aura, Believe Supplements, Bioptimizers, Blue Star Nutraceuticals, Body Logics, Bioabsorb, Canadian Protein, Genuine Health, Kaizen, Magnum, Naked Nutrition. Now, this was a really impressive one. I didn't even have to reach out to the company. I went to the website, Naked Nutrition. I clicked on a product and right there underneath the product is a heavy metals report showing what is actually on that product. That is game changing. There's the first person I've ever seen in the industry who actually does that. We need more of that. Obvi Collagen. Now, Obvi was actually the first company to reach out. And they responded like within hours of me sending the very first email. So big shout out to Obvi. Thank you for that. Organica, Pharma Freak slash SD Pharma. Spruce for collagen. TC Nutrition, Weber Naturals, Whole Earth and Sea, and Vorst. So of over the 100 companies that I sent messages out to for many, many, many months, only 22 were accommodating with sending the certificate of analysis. So in my books, 
I'd say there's only 22 companies that I can consider transparent and trustworthy as per this right now. It's tough because from a lot of those companies, I've recommended uh, products from certain ones. I, I've even worked with some of the companies that that didn't respond or, or chose not to provide a, a C of A. So although there were only 22 companies that were able to provide this information in, in my books, garner themselves transparent, uh, there are other companies that I think do have better product claims and products in general, but they just weren't transparent with me when sending the COAs. So uh, they they have to go on my list of companies that I may have to be a little bit suspect about because I mean, if you're leaving me in the dark, you're leaving my clients in the dark, uh, which means you're leaving all of our health slightly at dark. And I just, I'm not game with that. So now let's get to the C of A's that were sent. So the ranges for allowable limits on heavy metals changes based on where you are. Like Canadian NPM numbers are different than the FDA, uh, which are both much, much higher than the allowable limits, specifically in lead, actually not all of them, but specifically in lead uh, and then in California. And even though in 2018, the FDA did cut the allowable limit for lead in food by half from six micrograms per day down to three to protect uh, children's neurological development, um, there's many people that argue that they're still too high all around. So in California, they've got very strict limits on what you're allowed to have on those products. And if you products and food, not just products, I should say. Uh, and if you do test higher than these things, you get slapped with a California Prop 65 badge on uh, your products, which reads, warning, this product can expose you to chemicals which are known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects or other reproductive harm. So Proposition 65 is a law that's specific to California that requires products to be sold in California to carry warnings about the potential exposure of over 900 substances that are known to the state to cause a potential threat to health. Now, California's uh, daily limit for lead in particular is 0.5 micrograms per day, which is 20 to 50 times more stringent than the acceptable levels established by most associations. Now, whether the soil is certified organic or conventional soil, non-GMO, GMO, oftentimes lead levels in food will still surpass the number in a 24-hour eating period that should be allowed. Of the companies that sent me the, the certificate, certificate of analysis, um, who passed, who didn't? Well, pretty easy. Everybody passed. Every single company that sent me their C of A um, didn't give me any reason to believe that they were harboring any dangerous levels of heavy metals in their products. Whey and collagen proteins, they were no issue at all. And, and from what I've seen from other analysis is done, um, whey and, and, and collagen proteins aren't much of an issue. Now, plant proteins have notoriously been an issue in the past, and that's because plant proteins are obviously grown from the soil, which will be a bit higher in lead. And if this is a concern to you, perhaps consider taking herbal uh, heavy metal chelators that will help rid the body of these heavy metals, or go to your doctor and request tests that I spoke about in the last episode to see if they might be a concern for you or not. Now, I can't speak for all of the many companies that either didn't respond or chose not to provide this information. They may have better products and they may have numbers that are way, way better than these companies, but if they are not willing to be transparent and show us those numbers, A, it does make me wonder what you're hiding. And B, I, I just, I'm sorry, I got trust issues. I, I can't trust that your products are, are gonna be not harboring uh, unhealthy levels of whatever substance it may be in there. So I'm gonna have to say that, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Now, one of the companies that did uh, send me their certificate of analysis was Genuine Health. Now, I've talked a lot of good about Genuine Health for many years, and um, some of the owners of the companies even reached out to me as I was doing this report and jumped on the phone with me 
to, <laughs> it was funny because some of these owners would phone me and on the phone immediately tell me heavy metals are not an issue in the industry. Um, and then other companies would phone me and go, uh, I know heavy metals are an issue in the industry and here's what we've been taking precautions to do in order to make sure that this is no problem at all. So I found that very interesting because even if heavy metals weren't an issue in the industry, um, how come you're phoning me to tell me that? First of all, it seems like uh, an email would have sufficed. Um, however, many of the companies were interested in talking more about it with me, helping to educate me more on it. And some of which, such as Genuine Health, as I was mentioning, um, they don't, not only sent me the uh, C of A for the products I was looking for, but they also sent it for every single one of their products, um, even flavors I didn't ask for. Keep in mind, I was specifically asking for uh, uh, chocolate proteins uh, because chocolate, cacao naturally does test higher for heavy metals. So I wanted to see at the maximum end of the scale, what would have tested the highest. So obviously I asked for chocolate ones, but in the, uh, they sent me a multi-page, um, PDF presentation talking about heavy metals and, and actually the concerns that they have, um, and how they go about it. So I'm going to read you some of this. Genuine Health has known about the concerns of heavy metals and vegetable proteins for more than a decade. And because of this, we've already taken extra steps to ensure that our product is within all government safety standards. Many companies sent me, I'm just going to cut it off real quick here. Many companies sent me some sort of verbal, even if they sent, they like they responded to me, but they didn't send the C of A. They sent me some sort of uh, long worded response saying, oh, we confirm that our products, uh, blah, 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 this, this, and the other. But if you're not willing to send it to me, obviously it's a bit of an issue to me. Um, so Genuine Health is not the only one that sent me a long winded message. However, they were the first one to actually send me this message and refer back to some of the stuff that I talked to them specifically about the clean label investigation. So I'm gonna skip a couple, you can hear me flipping papers because I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna skip a couple pages here uh, just about some of the stuff that they were talking about, their certifications and whatnot, and get to the point here where they specifically brought out the clean label project, because I had mentioned it as I'm, I'm comparing some of the data against that. They said a few findings that were brought up when the clean label project published their findings, and we would be happy to address. The next one is they say that when you look at the blind raw data uh, used by the clean label project, the samples analyzed are protein supplements of any source whey and bone based, which are usually much lower in heavy metals, egg, which is the same and vegan source is high, higher, not just high in general, but higher than those ones. Uh, therefore, the results are misleading to any consumer looking at the results as a whole. So what they're referring to is the clean label projects basically at the very end made a conclusion saying, yes, they're a problem or no, they're not a problem rather than specifying each of the segments of the protein market. Uh, and then they go on to say here, basically that one of their top rated proteins is, um, not, not a plant-based one, it's whey and bone. And they also talk about the other ingredients that were in this top rated one or basically just crap. And it's true. They, I looked at the top five rated ones for the clean label investigation. It's why I didn't even bring it up because I don't even want to say the names of them. They were so bad. Um, the next point that Genuine Health says is that heavy metals are not byproducts of the uh, protein manufacturing process. Uh, heavy metals are known elements of the earth and are present in our air, water, and soil. Uh, because they exist in our environment, heavy metals can be naturally absorbed in the plants that they grow, and therefore we can find their way into our food supply. It's worth pointing out that a bowl of rice contains from 57.8 to 160 micrograms of arsenic. And according to the FDA, or that's according to the FDA uh, Association. 
Um, at the lower end, this is double the amount of arsenic that you would find in a single serving of fermented vegan protein plus by Genuine Health. Little product plug for them there. I didn't even notice that was going to be there. And they go on to say some more nice things here. I just really appreciate a company that's willing to uh, talk exactly about that and send as much information as possible, which uh, a lot of these guys who, who were willing to respond uh, and, and send their COAs, uh, they were very accommodating and helping with this research. So in conclusion, I really can't speak for any of the companies that didn't respond or chose uh, not to provide information, but really at the end of the day, if you're here because you've read news headlines that have read uh, Clean Label Project finds hidden toxins in, in protein powders or uh, your protein powder might be contaminated with toxins, says your consumer reports. Or another headline would be uh, study finds that some protein powders are toxic to your health. Take it with a grain of salt and make sure to check what they're referencing. And that's not just for this. This is for all kinds of information. We are in the day and age of misinterpretation of information or just complete misrepresentation in general. A lot of the documentaries coming out nowadays are, are funded by organizations that are pro one movement and another, and that's not science. That's just opinion. And it's a biased opinion a lot of the time. So given that these news headlines I literally just listed off are real headlines about the clean label report, if you're just reading headlines and going off of that alone, you're going to be missing out on some of the information or missing out on the entire story. Overexposure to heavy metals, especially in the developing world, is going to be an issue moving forward if it isn't already right now. Um, as our soil becomes more contaminated, and while we must stay vigilant to ensure that our chosen food and supplement providers aren't crossing any lines, it's my belief that really much of the hysteria uh, around heavy metals and uh, many of the news outlets that have been coming out over, you know, recently in the past couple of years really appears to be sensationalized at best. Um, right now, in the powdered supplement space, it doesn't seem to be a huge issue, at least with the companies that have provided me the information. However, especially in the whey and collagen, I'm willing to bet that even the companies that didn't respond, I don't think it's an issue. Plant proteins might be a bit of an issue. Uh, they do contain, at most times, double what consists of the whey and uh, the collagen. However, double of a very, very low amount, really. So I don't think it's a huge issue in the space right now as of the time that I'm recording this. This may change in the future, which is why you need to be diligent as a consumer to ensure that what you're putting in your body is best for you. I believe really that a rising tide raises all ships and it might be uncomfortable at first to, to raise that tide as things have to change. But if any of the information listed today has, has really helped educate you as a, from a consumer standpoint or taught you more about heavy metals or given you some tools that you can help move forward and uh, creating a healthier and happier lifestyle that allows you to live just incredibly, then I feel like my job today is, is pretty well done. Um, change is, is not easy. Change can be hard and uncomfortable. So um, I know it might be annoying for a lot of these companies that they may have an influx of people now asking for a lot of this information, but um, I think they should. I'm not here to make sensationalized news stories or uh, create clickbait titles that help me get clicks. Uh, I'm not trying to take down an industry that also helps me pay the bills. As you know, we have partnerships with some of some companies um, that allow us to cover our costs for su things such as these podcasts, which are uh, very time consuming to make uh, and do honestly cost money. So I'm not trying to tear this stuff down. I'm trying to build it up higher and I'm trying to give you the tools and the accountability to take control of your own health. 
On next week's episode, I'll be speaking with Sarah Ainsley Harrison, a holistic nutritionist and an editorial writer for Inside Fitness Magazine, as well as a brand manager for Believe Supplements, one of the companies that were very, very awesome and being transparent and, and speaking with me directly about what, um, what people can ask for to get better information. She'll be going into her life story, how she overcame some of her health struggles and, and hurdles in her life that she had to jump over, as well as talking more about a big topic that wasn't spoken about today, but I did tease in the beginning, which is amino spiking in the industry. This is a big controversy that's been going on for a lot of years, and it'll be the uh, last episode of this whole segment of um, supplement-specific episodes that we've been going into, but I don't think you want to miss that one. That's a very, very good one to make sure that you are not getting scammed out of your hard-earned money. Signing off from beautiful British Columbia, Canada, my name is Denon Maximchuk from Embodied Wellness Co. Um, stay tuned for next podcast episode. But if you loved this one, you learned something from it, and you enjoy helping others uh, get better and just sharing awesome information, please send this episode to somebody you know and love. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating because that will help us get to more and more people. So thank you so much for listening today. And uh, again, listening to me ramble on as I, as I normally do. I appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.